0: What's up, runners? On this
1: week's episode of the Up and Running podcast, we are going to be discussing mindset and stress management. This is the second facet of my five facets of running series that we will be diving into. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. What's
0: up, runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault that my body wasn't built for running, so either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast.
1: All right, runners. It is definitely fitting that this week we are discussing mindset and stress management because, honestly, March was so stressful. Um, I had a lot of personal things that came up in my life that were just taking a lot of like mental and emotional energy from me. And so me managing my own stress was truly a struggle. And in that period of time, running in that case was actually helpful because it was helping me release some endorphins and get those happy hormones and release some of that anxious energy and stress. But sometimes that's not always the case. And so I want to talk about the instances where running actually can bring on more stress and anxiety um, than we would hope for. And so there's a idea out there that 90% of this sport is mental and like, yes and no. Like, yes, you need to have a strong mind to be able to push through a level of discomfort that you are willingly putting yourself into to run a race or do a workout absolutely, but if you do not have the other foundational components of your training, it doesn't matter how strong your mind is. you're never going to be out willing the actual ability of your body but Absolutely. Having a bad attitude and anxiety can crush your performance on race day. I know that firsthand um, as I suffered from race anxiety for most of my collegiate career. Um, And when talking about that, I want to say if you're struggling with race anxiety or negative thoughts during a race, I would highly recommend taking a step back from racing and just focus on the enjoyment of showing up for a run. Um, During my period of time when I was focusing so much on my performance and the outcome of my races i forgot how much i just like enjoyed going out for my runs but all of my runs just became about one thing it became about getting myself to the finish line at a faster time and that's not why i started running i started running when i was 13 years old to make friends and to build a community and to feel empowered in my body and There were there were so many reasons and I I lost that along the way because I started to value my own ability in this sport by how I contributed to my team at the time. And if I wasn't placing or I wasn't coming in at a certain time, I wasn't quote unquote providing value. But now I realize I did provide a lot of value to that team and it may have not have been in the traditional sense of getting my place at a certain period to be able to collect points. But I I provided a lot of emotional (laughs) and mental support to my teammates. I, I had a really good attitude when it came to being kind and compassionate to them. And yet, for some reason, I couldn't be that same person for myself at that time. So what I needed to do was take a step back from running and after college, that's exactly what I did. And when I was in grad school, I took a step away from running for three years. And I still ran, but it was periodically and it was on my own time and it was not competitively at all. There was no expectation for how I was performing. It was just to be able to like be outdoors and run with a friend and get some fresh air and again, release some of that stress that I was experiencing being in grad school. And That's how I started to be able to come back to running in a place where I didn't feel as many of those negative emotions on the starting line or feel as anxious about competition. And I'm gonna tell you that it is still a process. There's never a moment that I don't have to kind of check in with myself when I'm going through training to make sure that, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I feel passionate about and that I'm doing because of the love of it? Or am, am I just trying to progressively, quote unquote, increase my value in this sport as an athlete, as a runner, as a coach? Because I have those tendencies just to keep pushing and most runners do. We have a tendency just to keep moving forward. But something that I've taken a lot of time over the course of the last, God, five, six, seven years. I don't even honestly want to calculate how many years it's been is to learn to enjoy the process of training and just enjoy working hard for something without the expectation of a certain outcome. I feel like in all areas of our life, we are conditioned to just show up and grind to get to the next step, whether that's in school, to get to the next grade, to graduate, to get to the job, to get to the promotion, to get to the next level of um financial security to to go from renting to buying a home to go from dating to marrying someone and having kids it almost becomes this capitalistic grind this hustle this race to be able to prove our value by what we actually achieve and not all achievements should be put on this pedestal because of the fact that sometimes some of those achievements were done by sacrificing many things that may not have been needed to be sacrificed if we gave ourselves more time and compassion to just enjoy the process versus trying to skip ahead to to get to the result that we were looking for and honestly It takes a lot of time to do this, like I said, but once you do learn to kind of see that race day is just another training day, which is what I try to remind myself, that it is just a day to get more data to reflect on and, and move forward with, to be able to learn a lesson from or maybe multiple lessons, then it takes the pressure off. It removes this weight that you feel as if there is this timeline, this ticking clock That's limiting your ability to actually perform one day to your maximum capacity because honestly it is absolutely possible to keep performing well later into your life. We see that to this day that people that start running even later in their life can continue to hit PRs and it's primarily when people start to rush the process and they don't allow themselves the ability to prioritize the rest to prioritize the nutritional components to prioritize all of the other things that should be going into your training those other 22 to 23 hours of your day that you are not spending doing some form of physical activity for your training those are the hours that matter most and the things that you are doing outside of your training also matter just as much because if you're me, if you're, well, if you're like me, I should say, you are not getting paid to do this. So you do not need to be pushing yourselves to the absolute limit to be reaching a certain goal. And so this may take weeks, months, or even years. It honestly depends on how rooted you are in the idea that failure exists in this sport. Um, because if you show up and you did your best, and then there's no such thing as failure. Um, Anything that you did achieve or did not achieve is, like I said, it's a lesson to become a better version of you, a better runner. And that's how you can confidently move forward knowing that you're making progress. Even if it's not a numerical or objective number value of progress, you are learning and growing as an athlete. And the other thing I like to remind my athletes when they have these bad days, when they have a bad training run, or they have a bad race, I ask them, all right, so what are you going to do? Quit? All of them answer, no. And it, I ask them that because it almost brings out the kind of ludicrous idea that like, if we're not succeeding in this sport, we must be failing and we must quit. And that's not the case. You're not going to quit. You're not going to stop running you're going to be frustrated and you're probably going to be a bit upset by your performance which is absolutely like validating and and necessary sometimes we need to go through those emotions to be able to learn and grow but you're going to take some things from those situations to be able to and those experiences to be able to move forward and learn and figure out what you need to work on to be better for next time and I think we honestly rush the process in that a little bit too much where again we finish a race and either we have successfully like completed the race and gotten the PR and the A goal outcome or we didn't. But either way, we're already online looking for our next race within thirty minutes of finishing the last one. And it's like we haven't even gotten a chance to breathe or actually even like take in some solid food and we're already looking for the next thing to be able to, again, progress, move forward and validate ourselves that we can be even better. The other part of mindset though and being able to have that clarity and, and feel confident in just enjoying the process of where you are is managing stress mental, emotional, and physical loads. Um, And now this can be super hard when we have a family, work, friends, and training all competing for our attention. Like I mentioned myself over the last month, I've had a lot of things that have been taking a lot of my energy and my time and that was just the nature of life in that moment and it was absolutely necessary that I had to kind of allocate some time and energy away from training and away from certain things to be able to prioritize my family first and foremost during that time because of what we were going through. Um, And yeah, unfortunately that resulted in some higher stress and some not great sleep and I needed to then kind of combat that with doing more things for myself, allocating more downtime for myself making sure that I was eating appropriately um, so that my body just didn't completely crash and burn. And honestly, it still came close just because everything was really, really def- difficult during that time. Um, but it's my recommendation that when it comes to ty- these types of things is to make sure that you do show up for yourself um, and what you want to do and the capacity that you have the ability to show up in. and. Don't forget that you also deserve to choose yourself and provide time for yourself to do nice things for yourself. Those things are absolutely necessary. And what I mean by that is there are, again, a lot of unspoken values and quote unquote rules that exist out there of like how we should be acting or presenting ourselves or showing up for certain obligations and responsibilities that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it in that exact way. You can show up in the capacity that you have in the way that you want to while you are also prioritizing your training so that you can preserve some of that energy that you have to use in those social situations um, for yourself. And that's absolutely important. And I, again, I think that society creates this idea that if we don't show up and quote unquote perform around certain social and social engagements and like family and work obligations, then we're not again doing our best. We are not showing up and being the best version of ourselves that we quote unquote should be. And I, I want to remove that idea that should even exist here. Um because the other thing that should exist is time for selfishness. Um, And a lot of people view selfishness as a negative attribute but I think like all things that are toxic, it comes in a dosage and most people aren't selfish enough to put themselves first. Um, Most of the conversations that I have with my athletes are like trying to figure out ways that we can schedule in more time for themselves so that they feel a little bit more full in their lives as an individual, not as a friend or a parent or a partner or whatever, uh, an employee or a boss, but how can they feel full just by themselves sitting in their own silence and doing whatever they need to do? Um, because the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to being able to show up for our work and our family and friends and social engagements, that the only way that we have the capacity to do that is if we take time to take care of ourselves. Um, And that's going to look different for a lot of different people. For me, taking care of myself is typically taking Sagan for a walk two or three times a day, and binge watching episodes of like an old show on Netflix that is mindless and I get to do that for an hour just even in the background if I'm just like sitting on the couch or it's getting my nails done and feeling a little pretty because of that. All of those things help me decompress and take a breath in order to remind myself that the world's not going to end if I'm not showing up in the next hour at all like pistons firing and my my engine revving, like everything will be okay. Um, and so I decide to do those things for myself on either a weekly or a daily basis. I don't get my nails done on a weekly basis. I wish I was that lavish, but I'm not. Um, that's like a once a month type of thing. But you're getting my point. You're choosing something on a daily basis that is possible for you that could be taking the dog for a walk that could be reading a book that could be just taking 15 minutes to sit in silence by yourself and scroll on your phone or whatever it may be but you're you're choosing that time for yourself to be able to decompress and then the other times during the month you're maybe doing something a little bit larger for yourself and that could be like i said getting your nails done getting a pedicure going for a massage choosing yourself intentionally in those moments to give some energy back to you instead of always putting energy out. All right. So let's recap on everything that this episode discussed
0: in terms of mindset and stress management. So one, if you're experiencing race anxiety or stress related to racing, take a step back and start focusing on training for
1: the sake of training and working hard for yourself. Empower yourself with feeling strong and fast in your running or just trying to make new friends by joining a new running group. But if you're happy with your racing currently and you're finding – but you're still finding yourself kind of signing up for races like every single week or every single month um, throughout the year, then maybe remember to actually stop after the race. Relish in the victory that you maybe had or – like let yourself feel the maybe sad or frustrated or upset emotions if the race didn't go your way and then reflect on what worked well for you and what you need to improve upon and then you can actually get a realistic idea of how long you should be waiting until you do your next race that you're trying to hit X goal for Um, because then you're going to actually go into that race actually prepared. And then when it comes to dealing with any – emotional or mental or physical stressors in your life outside of training or when you are in the midst of training, remember that you have the ability to dictate how you show up and what your capacity is. And if during that time it means that you need to ask more help from those around you in your home or at work with your friends, then ask for help. Most likely they will say yes because the people around you care about you and it is necessary for you to ask for help when you are struggling. And then choose to delegate more time to yourself. Like I said, spending that time intentionally giving yourself energy back on a daily basis and then maybe at a larger scale on a monthly basis so that you are – intentionally creating some selfish time and some value as an individual versus a value as a person that is putting energy out into the world constantly. Selfishness is a necessary human emotion for us to survive and to thrive in our own environments, in our own ecosystems. And again, it's only a toxic trait if it's at a level where it's not balanced with other things. And honestly, the people that I meet in the running community are some of the most selfless people that you will ever meet. They will give you the shirt off their back. And it may be a sweaty shirt, but they they will give it to you because when you are a part of this community, you are a part of this community.
0: So that is it for this week's episode on mindset and stress management. This is episode number two in regards to the
1: five facets of running series. And next time we will be discussing hydration and electrolyte usage, um, which will be our third facet of these five facets. So I hope you guys learned something. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you had some big takeaways from this in terms of how to deal with race anxiety, how to reflect on your races, and how to kind of delegate more time in order to deal with stressful situations. I want to also say that if you had a takeaway that you would like to share with me, please send it to me in my DMs on Instagram at the personalized running doc. I always love. Hearing people's wins and takeaways from this podcast. So please reach out. I would love to chat. And then the last thing that I want to remind all my ladies is that we still have spots available for Revive Running Retreat. This is going to be a long weekend in June, June 15th to the 18th, where we are going to be running in the green mountains of Vermont. What is it that you can expect from this weekend? Well, We're going to be diving into female physiology and how that impacts the decisions you should be making when you are training. And I'm hoping that everyone that joins for this weekend is going to walk away learning something, growing, connecting with other empowered and like amazing female athletes that we already have that are signed up for this retreat and feeling empowered while also having a ton of fun. Um, This is my 2023 passion project, and so I would be honored if any of you decide to join and are able to come because I guarantee you that it is going to help you be able to feel your best and train your best in 2023 as a female athlete so if you are interested check the show notes below for the link to learn more and again if you have questions shoot me a dm on instagram at the personalized running doc but as always guys keep on running
0: But that is all for today's episode of the Up and Running Podcast. I hope you enjoyed and had some key takeaways from today's episode. If there are other questions or topics that you are looking for me to dive into, please reach out to me via Instagram and shoot me a DM at The Personalized Running Doc today. I'll talk to you soon.